0: It's time we looked out for dad. That's what the Centre for Perinatal Psychology would like us all to think about. One in 10 new or expecting fathers will experience perinatal anxiety or depression in Australia, and just over half won't seek support. We know that dads are susceptible to mental illness, just as mums are, but we don't seem to talk about it as much. Anthony Mackey is a clinical psychologist with the Centre for Perinatal Psychology and he wants to change that. Hi Anthony, how are you? Uh,
1: hello Siobhan, thanks for uh, inviting me to be here.
0: What are the contributing factors to perinatal depression and anxiety in men? Are they the same as what um, contribute to it for women?
1: Um, yeah, it's a good question and... Um Uh, one of the kind of debates is around the naming of it. So, for example, some people feel a bit uncomfortable talking about perinatal anxiety and depression in men because perinatal anxiety and depression in women is kind of linked to uh, hormones and um, big changes in the body that uh, take place around parenting. Um, And so some people will use the term paternal depression or anxiety in an attempt to kind of pick up the more psychosocial stresses that are thought to be contributing to men's experience. And some of those things are things like competing demands um, at work and home, um, feeling a lot of responsibility as the, the breadwinner for men, uh, changes to the relationship with their partner, sleep deprivation, uh, social isolation, and feeling unsure of uh, how to parent.
0: In the introduction, I said that over half of men experiencing this won't seek support. Is it because of stigma? Do they feel like they don't have the right to be feeling like this?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. And um, I think that largely that is true. And one of the difficulties we have is that if you think about um, our culture and representations of maleness in our culture... Um, Those representations seem to revolve around ideas of strength, of capability, being the breadwinner, being in control, being the kind of rock um, of the family. And there isn't really any space in those representations of maleness for experiences of vulnerability, feeling down, feeling overwhelmed. And so men who have these kinds of experiences find themselves having an experience that's uh, that's at odds with what society expects of men, and that can be a very... Shaming experience for men, because they can feel like this shouldn't be happening to me or there's something um, there's something wrong with me for having this kind of experience, and um, as a result they yeah they can experience shame and that will uh, stop them from reaching out for help.
0: This is just an anecdotal observation, I should say, but amongst my friends, when we talk about um, things that are happening in our lives, it seems that women generally know how to ask for help or are just more open about talking about things with their friends. And when a partner seems to be going through a tough time and the woman's saying, why don't you you know, go and see someone and talk to someone about it? The men are very resistant to that. And in fact, it's also hard to get them to even talk to their friends, let alone a professional. What I'm saying there is just from my experience in my life. Um, in your professional experience, does, is it a wider occurrence, that kind of thing?
1: Um, absolutely. And, um, you know, you mentioned a couple of things there that I think are, are contributing. One is that w- women have cultural practices around sitting down and talking about their inner world. So women will talk to other women about how they're feeling. Uh, other women are interested in hearing how the other woman's feeling and um, talking about the inner landscape and what's going on there is a kind of a part of, um, more a part of female culture than male culture, I guess is what I'd say. Um, So A, men don't really have as much um, um, language or cultural practices around talking about inner experience. Men Men tend to talk more about things and they tend to want to do things uh, more. So, um, And also there's this, uh, you know, part of male culture, and um, I can remember very clearly from my own experience as a child um, having to put every ounce of strength um, that I had to stop myself from from crying. And, um, you know, that's just a symbolic of the experiences that we have growing up, you know, don't cry, uh, don't be weak, um, and so there is this kind of a stoic um, relationship to suffering and pain that men develop as part of growing up as men in this culture. You know, if you've if you've hurt yourself and you know fallen down on the football field and um, cut your knee, we'll just you know rub a bit of dirt in it and keep going. And you know that in some ways that's a lovely quality. That's uh, some you know we can all admire the strength in a kind of stoic attitude. Um, but what it also does is it sets men up to, when they do feel vulnerable and when they do feel distressed, that these experiences kind of don't compute. They don't, um, they don't fit comfortably or sit comfortably with um, what it means to be a man. And so men will tend not to um, or, or will feel reluctant often to share those kinds of experiences uh, with other men.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Anthony Mackey, who's a clinical psychologist with the Centre for Perinatal Psychology. And we're talking about men's health, particularly new dads or expecting dads, uh, because uh, we do know that one in 10 young new dads will experience perinatal anxiety or depression. And what we're talking about here, and I think this is interesting, is changing the language as well. Uh, Anthony mentioned that maybe we could call it Uh, paternal depression, because um, it is a different thing. It's not exactly the same as what women experience, but it is something that we need to talk about. Anthony, in respect to what you were just saying, that men don't naturally go to speak about these things, they don't naturally go to seek help, how can women, if we're talking about heterosexual partnerships, how can women support their men to get help?
1: Uh, one really practical thing that um, women can do to support men is to provide them with uh, information. So uh, links to uh, resources on the web, um, uh, the Centre for Perinatal Psychology is uh, w- one of those resources. Uh, and I guess to try to support their own way, I guess, of responding to the difficulty. And so, and so I guess rather than kind of giving them a solution or saying, look, you should do this or you should do that, um, just to be curious about what it is they might need, to try to kind of talk to them about their own understanding of what it is they might need and try to help just clarify that for them uh, in, their, in their head.
0: Anthony, thank you. I think there's lots of resources we can uh, point people to. It's a really important thing to talk about. Thank you so much for talking to us today.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thanks uh, for inviting me and and giving me a chance to um, speak to your listeners.
0: That's Anthony Mackey. He's a clinical psychologist from the Centre for Perinatal Psychology.